0: Shows, 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 shows. We're here, Sean and Cass. Very a podcast, a classic episode from Maine. Maybe our last one for a while.
1: The last transmission. My yeah. mom's foot has the bone has regrown en- enough that she doesn't have to be on crutches. So. That's
0: great news. I think it's it's the news we were waiting for, but at the same time, I don't want to leave Maine. So
1: it's like bittersweet.
0: I got very used to being up here yeah, and, you know, sleeping a certain way and just keep it, keeping a routine that's harder for me to keep anywhere else because there's a lot more people in our life no matter where else we are.
1: No, there's something that feels like, like the fact that there are days that I don't feel like I'm making the most out of it, you mm. know, like uninterrupted time or, you know, being perfectly productive. I'm just like, God damn, I'm never going to have this much space. Again, you know what I mean? Yeah, no.
0: I think about that with some of the bad habits that I carry up here and then keep the whole time. I'm like, when else am I going to stop doing this or start doing this thing if I'm not able to do it here?
1: Yeah, if you didn't use this as an opportunity to get off nicotine or whatever it is, then uh, you're going into the fire and you're going to have a harder time when you do decide to do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. (laughs) We do what we got to do in this life right (laughs) you've been teaching me a lot though lately
1: oh I've been on a total nerdy optimization bender Mm -hmm. of like what how like routines trying to understand routines better trying to understand my dopamine better trying to understand how things spike your dopamine understanding what dopamine is understanding Mm -hmm. why you don't want to spike it with like um you know Instagram or scrolling or whatever it is or chocolate or sweets and and kind of being like oh i want to i just kind of maybe being up here and being i've had a like time to reflect of like wow i got everything going for me and i'm a fucking basket case in some ways
0: yeah usually when things quiet down i think most people would realize that
1: yeah yeah, so it's just like when we first got up here I was like, "Wait, why am I scrolling?" Like, what am like what is going on? I have a room to myself, like I'm going to bed. I'm watching these YouTube shorts for like you get in a hole of like YouTube mm. shorts like cuz I watch these comedians and they have these like short like it's yeah. one joke at a time and it's like oh, it really just grabs your attention. Mm-hmm. But, you know,
0: it hijacks your attention.
1: Yeah i've been i've been watching the huberman lab this like uh i guess he's a a a neuro scientist and ophthalmologist and kind of just focuses on the brain and he does these podcasts like two hour long stanford professor does these two hour long podcasts where he talks to you and kind of like breaks it it all down
0: Mm.
1: and so i'm like obsessed with like okay cold showers or cold plunges is like a good way to spike dopamine because it spikes your dopamine for like a longer period of time Mm. and then how do you work with your baseline of dopamine and not kind of like spiking it too much and then I'm also seeing like oh when I eat excessively like a meal like being able because it's so quiet up here being able to like really recognize the intense crash that I can have
0: yeah and it's like we've been doing that every day for our whole relationship and you're like you know come up here and things slow down a little bit and you're like wait have I been crashing every fucking day like multiple times for multiple for a, a myriad of reasons am I crashing like all the time so I feel like that's what it's been about is like getting ourselves back to like an energized baseline
1: yeah it's a like a conscientiousness and it's like I try to work with the seasons and also embrace that this is like the virgo season yeah you're in
0: full virgo mode for sure
1: i'm definitely in full virgo mode trying to learn new things trying to like optimize you know put the best things in your body Mm -hmm. um be very mindful like okay i am gonna do a little caffeine but i'm doing it very consciously i've done it like several hours after i woke up but early enough where i'll be able to fall asleep you know yeah kind of doing the dance with it but the most hilarious (laughs) thing i've done in the last two days is take tweezers and pluck out every leg hair
0: i saw you doing that
1: and i'm like it doesn't even make my legs smooth because there's like all these micro hairs you can't even see so it's not even it was just kind of like i started this we were on the phone with mary and i just kind of like oh i pulled one and then i pulled another and then i was like fuck it and i it was like a two-day project where that's where i like was spending some of my time which is kind of sick like this self-mutilation or I don't
0: know, that's not self-mutilation is
1: that, it i guess not but it's just it's painful but maybe it's like you like the pain i don't know
0: yeah you, i mean sometimes uh if life isn't providing it you need to provide yourself with like a canvas to fucking splatter paint pain all over not paint you know and just just put yourself through a process and see how you come out
1: yeah bizarre but um uh, but i like called mary and she's like yeah that's the most virgo thing ever so
0: oh it is it checks out.
1: I think it checks out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but w- summer's winding down and it feels good, right?
0: Yeah. In a way, like I'm, I'm usually the person that's like summer ain't over till fucking September 21st, you know, but it definitely, I think because we're up in Maine, um, right after the day after Labor Day felt like, Oh, it's fall now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Up here. I mean, it's starting to look and smell like fall. The temperature's dropping for sure and uh you cut your bangs so that's usually it it's kind of like um the the what is it called the groundhog you know
1: oh yeah cuz if it's not too humid i'll do it
0: yeah if if you don't cut your bangs it means three more weeks of summer if you do cut your bangs, it means summer's over. <laughs> so I think summer's over.
1: We'll see what happens when we go back to New York. And then summer's you over it, and you, fall. You
0: shaved me a mustache. I'm, I'm rocking a mustache for the first time in my life.
1: You got to keep it interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I let you do whatever because uh, I, cause I trust you. But then sometimes it's funny because I let you do whatever. And then you're like laughing at me, you know. And, and like, you know, I have a hard time with humiliation. So I'm like, where is this? I, I don't mind being the butt of a joke. But, like, are we humiliating me? Like, where are we crossing the line to where, like, this isn't sexy anymore or I'm not sexy? Like, it fucks me up a little bit. Like, we basically make these decisions about my facial hair and do it right then and there. I'm like, yeah, I was I was thinking about shaving my chin a little bit and just leaving a mustache. You're like,
1: let's do it right now. Yeah, and then I can barely contain my laughter. You're just
0: laughing at me. Like, and every time I see you, see, because I forget, because I'm not a, a big mirror gazer. So I forget, and then I see it in the reflection of you and your mom, like, the double take, like, oh, yeah, Sean looks ridiculous right now. <laughs> but it's cool. I'll rock it for a little bit.
1: At first, I was like, you look too much like a cop, but then I've gotten more used to it.
0: No. Yeah, well, that's the first thing you said to me the next morning. You're like, I'm a cop, you idiot. No, and, I said, I'm like, and I said, you're a cop, you idiot. <laughs> I'm like, no. No. <laughs> I'm like, we can't allow the police to fucking co opt a like a, such a badass time honored facial hair tradition.
1: Well you also got the narc hat too.
0: Well yeah, that's part of that's that's part of the my whole like I'm just doing psychic security here. Oh uh, yeah. 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 But I mean m- mustaches have been like I I don't know, I I associate it. Um I feel like the, the police co opted it for a while, but not anymore. You know, I don't think that, the, as a whole, the police are, are rocking mustaches. That was, like, more of an 80s thing.
1: I like cause I get to see your chin that's got a little cleft or whatever.
0: I mean, yeah, I have a classic chin.
1: Yeah, so you got to show <laughs> you know, it people off.
0: People need to see it. No one's seen it in 11 years.
1: I know. The first time I met you, you didn't have a beard, and since then?
0: Yeah, I, well, I told boy. you. I didn't even know if I could grow a beard, you know? Like, and then I just, uh, New Year's Eve, I think, uh... 2009 going into 2010 I shaved on New Year's Eve and then I just stopped shaving ever since
1: and then you're like wait why was i been doing that oh my god
0: the second that you stop shaving every day like it's yeah it's one of those things like what the fuck why was I fucking doing that whole rigmarole routine you know what I mean like I understand why some people do it for but for me I'm like it always irritated me it always irritated my skin I was annoyed that I had to do this thing All the time to look a certain way. And then I let go and let God. And Next thing you know, I'm a mustache icon.
1: (laughs) Cheers to that.
0: Yeah. I'm full of fucking jibba jabba. You give me a couple sips of coffee, I'll fucking jibba jabba you all day. I'm going to hit this. A nice sativa. But, yeah.
1: Level it out. Pure alchemy. Yeah. Um... So what's been going on, Sean?
0: Hmm. Everything and nothing. You know, I feel like I'm having a uh, like really like it feels like I, I don't. It feels like like come to Jesus moments about my uh, my craft mm-hmm. and like trying to get better at my craft and thinking about it in different ways and stripping things down and and I realize how much of my craft is like. You know, appearing to be confident and appearing to not question things and appearing to just, you know, have it all be instinct and this and that. And, but there's another force at play and it's me. You know what I mean? That, the, like, I don't know if, I don't know if what I'm saying makes sense, but I'm thinking about my craft in a way that I'm not getting in my own way or feeling like, oh, here's how I need to come off to cast or I need to come off like I got it in, together. Like, we're talking about, a project we're working on and I'm like, yeah, bottom line is it just needs to be better. You know, I've set a hard, a high bar for the work that I'm doing and the work I want to do and I want to hold myself to that and you just got to remind yourself of that every now and then. I think as an artist like, that's out there just kind of like doing it on their own, like uh, no one else is going to tell me
1: This should be better.
0: This should be better.
1: Well, I think you've had that moment on every project and it's easy to forget, but I just, I can like remember the first project we ever did or the second one and you're just like looking at me like, wait, what are we doing? Yeah. You know, like you get like, you get a little confused for a second and then you just, then you like hone it in and then it all kind of coalesces, but it's kind of that, that part of the process of being like, wait, what am I doing? Like, is this even good? Is like, that's the anxiety you need in order to put the effort into making it something better. Like once I realized that anxiety can be a positive tool because it means you care. It means like it's an excess like the excess of energy that you um means you're nervous. You're you're anxious because you're nervous and you're nervous because you care. Mm. And you care because you want it to be good. So it's like it's not about just being like oh not having anxiety ever it's about like oh how do I use this and realize that its purpose is to like make me show up or want to show up better or
0: yeah that's exactly what it's doing right now and I do remind myself um, like it's weird I can't remember specifically but I'm like I must go through this with every project and probably everything I do in some way uh but it's it's a good time to go through it now I think at this stage of where we are with certain things like to just be like let's circle the wagons Let's look at what we have. Let's let's reassess. Let's figure out, like, just because we have a plan doesn't mean we always need to stick to a plan. Sometimes our plans are really meant to be broken. I don't know what we were supposed to be doing for this past month, but we were up here with your mom. I don't know what we had planned, but what we were supposed to be doing was be here with your mom. You know, people make make plans, God laughs, that type of thing. <laughs> That's what it feels like so it's like i have a plan to do things in a in a certain way and in a very um confident you know presentable way and sometimes the process just gets fucking really mucky and messy and i'm I'm trying not to let my reactionary emotions get the best of me during this one
1: well i think that's like the beauty of documentary in particular is that you don't you can't control what you're gonna get exactly so it's like, you're really good at working at what you do get. And all you can say is like, hey, I want more and I want it to be better and I want to show up better and each to each moment. Yeah. And so you kind of, and then you kind of have like a goal of like, okay, I'd love for people to kind of express these sort of sentiments or <coughs> it to like reveal this sort of wisdom. And then you mm-hmm. kind of just get to the place where all that kind of starts to happen and flow and the the right people find you and everything like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's I have to go in and through the self-doubt part of it because um, I guess that's what it's made of. Like it's hard to pinpoint sometimes, you know, so, and it's crazy because uh, I it's uh, like lately I've been thinking about like almost everything as microcosm, every expression that we have as like a microcosm for the grieving process.
1: Mm, what do you mean by that?
0: Well, do you know the like the five stages of grieving?
1: Not really, like anger.
0: It's like uh, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance.
1: Mm.
0: And that that's uh, generally probably the order you would experience it in, but um, there's setbacks and different people experience things in different orders. But it just fucking, it's weird. When I have that in my head, it almost applies to like everything. It explains everything about where people are at where I'm at where I'm at with my projects all of this stuff you can kind of like pinpoint the you know the point of of grieving whatever the fucking thing you're grieving is sometimes it's the old you sometimes it's someone that died sometimes it's a breakup sometimes it's you know uh, releasing a project can trigger the grieving process for me
1: Yeah, that's why you always want to have the next one lined up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's been a big one for us is like have the next one lined up, know what we want to do, you know, to the point where you're almost like itchy to pull the trigger on that next one. Yeah, I think that that's what starts to move the energy. So like we're working on a film now, and I already know what the next one's going to be. So I'm having this like moment of self-doubt about this one film. So I just jumped to the other one yesterday, and it helped like move the energy for that other one too. Mm -hmm. You know?
1: yeah totally i think um it's like a trick for enjoying the process Mm -hmm. you know and i think what i'm learning about from huberman (laughs) your boy my boy (laughs) we're having a podcast love affair right now you Uh, definitely are i
0: haven't really seen you go through something like this
1: yeah um but really kind of like what we've always said is like you got to enjoy the process but, and I've never been much of like a reward person, but you do have it in little ways, you know, you're like, oh, the reward will be when I like get back to the house after the run and can like, you know, mm. Yeah. so you just, you create these little rewards or spike your dopamine before you go out. And then you're like, okay, then, but what we really want to do as humans is have dopamine released through the act itself through the process itself through running so the whole time we, we, we went on a run around this loop next to my mom and the whole time i'm like <laughs> this is the reward you know every time yeah. i went up the hill the burn i was like this is the reward like this is the gift that i get to do this i get to run up a hill in the woods and do it you know not being like oh imagining what it's going to be like when i get to the house no just like really trying to enjoy the process in a way that like might be a little disingenuine but you kind of can trick yourself into it mm. in a way that your brain doesn't care you just keep, you're like wow this is a reward and then it's you start releasing dopamine while you're running yeah and so when you can get you release dopamine from doing harder things you know um you're more and, likely and to do harder things well but
0: then also deny it from not doing the easy things that release it you know what I mean like I think that I think that's what you've been teaching me a lot about this week it's just like hey do you realize you're spiking your fucking dopamine as soon as you wake up right before you go to bed uh, countless times in between with with this Instagram and Twitter and it's crazy because like all I need is like a little right you know how I am and I'm like, no, what? No, you're,
1: you're very good. You're very disciplined, and
0: yeah, like, I, I, I just tell need you the something once, and yeah. then you're
1: like, I'll throw out all the cereal or whatever. Oh
0: yeah, that when we watched that documentary about how there's sugar and everything, I was like, my, are my like, what do you mean the this, this cereal is co- like has tons of sugar? And I look at it, and I'm like, fucking threw away everything in our cabinet. It's kind of like you you were tipping me off about like, for me, I just have a I have Instagram and Twitter, on my phone, and Instagram I like I mainly use for. Um, like communicating a lot of people communicate through that. I wish I could figure out a way that I could communicate with those people without having to open up that app because I do know what you mean it's a it just pulls you in and it's fucking sets you just into like you, you don't feel good after you come out of there, I don't think, very very It's, it's like
1: shallow dopamine spikes, and I'm like, yeah. I'm a big lover because of it because I love seeing what's going on with my friends. I love, like, it's mainly full of art and people I love, like, what's not to love about it? But I realize, like, my best friend, she had a baby this year. I haven't talked to her that much. Like, the fact yeah. that I'm now not seeing her and getting the instant updates, like, okay, we need to I need to go the extra step to like call her text her figure out how I can be updated with her life without this like it being
0: Yeah it, It's it seems like what we're saying is there's a lot of things nowadays that can mimic the feeling of connection that can um, Give you those like false little dopamine things, but the hard work Is actually worth it running is actually worth it Keeping in touch with your friend not just mimicking a friendship through likes on instagram or whatever pays off in terms of what uh you know how how deep that relationship is able to go I will
1: say because I've been like I've had a moment where I'm like is discord social media and I'm like I guess it is technically but for me I don't have the same I haven't noticed the same issues because it's not like an endless scroll it's like oh someone is sharing their art and you can react to it it just feels like a depth deeper level of connection and I'm really excited about Well, I'm like depressed that me and my friends can't afford to live in New York City or any city right now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going through this like, fuck, like we have no idea where we want to live because there's no like obvious place. Our
0: favorite place became completely unaffordable. unaffordable. And then but then every place did
1: crazy look yeah. at houses
0: up here look at houses by my parents fucking middle of nowhere ohio like it's just crazy it's, it's fucking very expensive crazy. to live so
1: the idea the likelihood that you and your friends could decide to live in an area or that people you like are going to live in that area it's like you're very lucky if you live around your friends but there is like a, a collaboration with like the way to connect socially and have these message boards to because i feel i haven't I've been up in Maine because I haven't left. You left. I haven't left. You've been here for a month. I've been here for a month. Wow. And I'm chill.
0: You're very chill. Like I'm I'm chi- nervous to bring you back into the fray, you know?
1: Yeah, I'm a little nervous, too. Not to be at your parents' house or not to see mayor or not to be in the city, but, like, I don't know what I'm nervous about. I'm not nervous about anything. But... Basically, because I've been doing art groups on Sunday and we've done a book club and stuff like that and being, I feel connected. I feel like I'm not only connected with friends, I feel like I'm making friends Mm -hmm. and I can do that from Maine or wherever. And I think that because a lot of us are spread all over the place and just doing our best to find a living situation that's appropriate for us, that this, that space of being able to stay connected Um, with people is like really powerful and valuable and going to be necessary in this next stage of capitalism, whatever life, whatever. It's
0: good. It's, it's opened us up to connect with a lot more people in a lot of different places. Like the, the, the pandemic fucking to, you know, to beat a dead horse, the pandemic fucking changed everything. But I think one of the main things we'll look back and say it changed is like, there was like a decentralization of everything. I think that mm-hmm. not only did our city become unaffordable, but it just became like untenable for a lot of people. Once the pandemic started and we kind of like pulled back a little bit and like we weren't allowed to hang out with each other. It's like, well, that's what this whole experience was about. This
1: is to- why we're here.
0: It, it's we all came here to pursue art and find each other and meet each other. And now we don't need that place to do it mm-hmm. anymore, you know, because we've, uh, we figured out other ways to connect. And uh, you know, I, I think, Ultimately for us, uh, this, this next chapter, even in our social life is going to be a lot healthier because I think it'll be us spending concentrated amounts of time with curated groups of people that we want to spend time with. Whereas before we were just like every day we just wake up in the city and it's like, whoever hits us up today, they can come over if they want. Mm -hmm. Sometimes those hangs would last a week.
1: And sometimes we'd have to be like, we'd go through a week of like people just like coming over and we would have to look at each other and be like, I don't care who it is. Like you had said this to me and I've said this to you. Like, I don't care who it is. No one is allowed over today Yeah. because it, not that we don't love people, but just like, it can really disrupt your day, especially when you're like going to fucking smoke a blunt, you know? Oh
0: yeah. Yeah, You're like every
1: day you're smoking a blunt with some new homie who's coming through and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Or
0: old homie who's like, Hey, happened to be in your neighborhood. I'm like, yeah, happen to be here cuz you live in this neighborhood too and you're you live a block away. Of course you're walking by smoking a blunt and you want to come up and have one with me. And of and course yeah, we're I'll down. do it. <laughs> and that's what I spent 10 years. We spent 10 years doing that. <laughs> Literally fucking any motherfucker who wanted who was walking by. Oh, I'm in your neighborhood. I'm in Greenpoint. I got some weed or do you have some weed or whatever. Yeah, the you day know, gets like
1: hijacked in a way that was really beautiful. But in it a way felt, that...
0: it felt like we we're in a flow of life, to where, where you're not really questioning things so much. That to a fault, not questioning like, "Oh wait, is my career going down right now? <laughs> Am I should I be doing something?" The truth is, not really. There was nothing to really do, but uh, you know.
1: No, it, my, my mom was like, "Yo, you guys made so much money. Where did it all go? Like, you guys should have bought a house. Like, that's what people do when they make money. They they figure out their housing." And we're like,
0: "Uh." <laughs> yeah, that's like we figured out. Um, we figured out a community, and and uh, it cost parties. us a lot. We threw parties, and we're very, very generous. We still are, <laughs> you know. Oh my god! But yeah, that is it is kind of uh, that was an interesting moment when your mom was like, "What the fuck happened to all your money? Like, I know that <laughs> you guys have made so much money. <laughs> like, what the fuck? We're living in New York City, like." Yeah. Keeping ourselves fed and entertained and, like, traveling and, and making films. is just, like, that's where our money went. It's like,
1: expensive hobbies. V-
0: filmmaking is such an expensive hobby. I'm trying now to figure out how to fucking hack the Matrix and, like, make these things for cheaper. But there's it's there's very little work around, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's just an expensive hobby. Yeah. But it's our life, so. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? But I think, I think times like this where we're, we're isolated and we literally can't be around anybody, we can't really do our thing, it kind of it, it brings into focus like what we were doing before. It's so funny. I just feel like I'm in this endless cycle of being like, what the fuck was that motherfucker three months ago doing? That fucking lunatic, what the fuck were you doing, dude? Like, like that's like, I feel like it's like in three month chunks. I just like take like some huge, what I think is step forward in my progress and the way I'm thinking about things. It might not look any different right. to someone like you, but I do think I've calmed down a lot. I mm-hmm. do think I've become less harsh and less reactionary.
1: You're great. <laughs> no, you are. You're, you're always great, but yeah, you're, you've been especially chill.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I think I'm at the acceptance part of grief. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think I was in the depression stage for a little bit. Just like, oh man, but I don't know. I just you all I gotta do to go from depression to acceptance is just zoom out. You know, bring some gratitude in, zoom out and just be like, Look, I made it so far being a filmmaker. Like, I mean, it's so far I've been able to pay bills and whatever. Even if I can't do that ever again, it's like, that's oh, was pretty good. We
1: had a good run. We had a good run. we the kind of couple who's going to have a suicide pack.
0: Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs>
1: We're like, you know, spending 10 minutes planning for our future. Fuck that. Let's just fucking end it all when the time comes.
0: God, like like all these, like we were just talking with your mom about like these fucking nerds like trying to defy death and like being like, oh no, bodily death is is going to be a thing of the past. People will be living 150, 200 years. Like why? Why? Why are you oh, doing yeah. this?
1: No, quickly. There's this guy, David Sinclair, who like is like, you know, aging's a disease and we don't have to age. And huberman like you a, a disease bro yeah i'm like <laughs> i started watching this guy and i'm like this guy's a joke like uh, fuck this guy like he's
0: in the denial stage
1: he's in the denial stage yeah. um i don't want to live like that being like i like the idea of like okay let me figure out how to realize that my brain is a tool and i can use it and i can optimize it to like bring you do more challenging things in my life to bring happiness. Like I'm all for that. But looking at every day, like everything I'm doing is either like killing me or like aging me or like wanting to like looking at gray hair and being like, no, like what the fuck? Like I can't, we're all aging. It's natural. I believe it happens. I think that we have a time on earth and we should open it up to the next generation. Like I, I, I'm all for departing. Mm. You know, I'm not super excited right now to depart. You know, I like it here. Yeah. But um, I don't want to be living in this idea of like, all right, how do I hack my body so that I can do I'm... what no human has ever done before and live like, yeah, ex- and not die?
0: How do I dominate and defy death? What? Come on, people. come on. What are people?
1: People. Let, come let, on. Let,
0: let's let's get it together. Let's calm it down. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny. Even as you said aging, I'm just like, oh, that's just like a fluffy word for dying. Like, we're all dying. We're dying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's things that we do, like go out in the sun that maybe speeds up dying because the radiation splits our cells and like all this stuff happens. But like, this is life. We're here. Like, it's chill. Like, yeah. enjoy it. Be here. Don't, I don't know. I can't resist the natural process of life. Like, I, and I can't look at something that is to me, I believe a natural process of life and be like, that's not natural. That's yeah. actually a sickness yeah. that we can defy. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. These guys
1: get out of control. And you know how you know you're out of control when you're in a YouTube rabbit hole? Every ad is like, here's how I made a billion dollars in six months. Yeah, yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Well, even this guy, Huberman, like every day I'm like, so Cass, give me the goods, you know? Yeah. And you're like, he says we need to have athletic greens in our life. And I'm like, oh, this guy's fucking <laughs> no, a I podcaster. Didn't, I didn't like, say that. Uh, I didn't you know. say that. Okay yeah I know but like it is basically what it came down to you're like this guy's pushing supplements like duh of course like he's a fucking capitalist he's out there pushing supplements no
1: I watch the hour and a half where he talks about like things you can do and then he starts to get into supplements and I'm like okay I'm not gonna listen anymore yeah cause like yeah, you've done that dance
0: you've already done the whole yeah
1: where you spend $100 a month on supplements oh, or whatever my god fucking...
0: your regimen used to be fucking insane when I think about that now at the time I thought nothing of it I was like oh Cass is doing what she has to do to heal yourself and holy shit damn you were in the bargaining phase
1: yeah totally
0: Mm-hmm. that's all it was and i te- like i uh, to your mom last night i was trying to take credit for getting you into the acceptance phase no you, you, know? you
1: should take credit well i don't
0: know it wasn't really me you know but i like i think you allowed for me to just put my hands on you and let your body speak through me the divine masculine in your life. Yeah. You know, and it gave you permission to let go of all those fucking stages of grief that you were in and just move into acceptance. And once you moved into acceptance, like you've just been blossoming ever since. And not to say that there won't be setbacks and there hasn't been setbacks or whatever. No, very but grateful
1: like, for all challenges. You
0: changed your mind about something like it's crazy. The progress that I've seen you make in areas that I'm just like, that's Cass. it's that's just who she is it is what it is it's a hopeless case for me trying to fucking change that is hopeless but then i see you do the work to fucking change your mind and it's really uh commendable you know seeing you get out there exercising seeing you care about your body like yeah this is new
1: it is new (laughs) i spent a lot of time thinking there was a problem i needed to fix and that like my body didn't know how to heal itself mm-hmm. and i think that's like a trap that we can get into is like there's an answer for me on google that i haven't found yet and if i just spend enough time looking for that answer i will find it yeah and uh yeah in some ways google's like been such a gift but in a lot of ways it's fucking the worst
0: it's a feedback loop. It's like it sees what you're searching. It wants to give you more of that. So you keep coming back for more. But and it then also it'll gives sell you, you like, the product that's that solves your problem. Yeah, yeah, but
1: it also gives you like every dopey motherfucker who's had your issue, their input on it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Rather than like, I'm not saying I only trust scientists and that you shouldn't like, you know, get people to share their input And there's other alternative ways. Like it's very beautiful for like alternative healing. But at the same time, it's a lot of snake oil salesmen out there. Oh my God. And a lot of people who like kind of, you get in this crazy look, loop like, oh, I got to add, you know, a pound of salt to my water every day. And then you fucking make yourself <laughs> sick because you read this thing. That's, you know what I mean? It's just like, it can get crazy.
0: <sighs> no, it does get, and you see people get caught in this loop of just like, there's something inherently wrong with me. I better start fucking searching out for snake oil. And then they find th- their bit of snake oil and they're an evangelist for it. And then it goes through the fucking the, the stages of grief with that thing. Mm-hmm. And they come around to where it's like now they're they're an evangelist for what the solution to the problems that that thing caused are. And now, now I, I fucking – I only eat meat now. That's it. The only solution to me being plant-based for five years was to eat only meat. Like really? Do you think our bodies were ever meant to live in the extreme, these extremes? Do you think that the stress that you're eating with is fucking – any th- 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 like that's the thing that makes a fucking difference you know less so the f- the fuel that you're actually putting in yourself but how you're fucking consuming it and how charged it is and like if you're charging up like everything you eat with like oh this is either gonna make or break me it's gonna start causing chronic problems and it's like getting a brain worm
1: it's like it's w- fucking well, sad. It's weaponized food you know you're weaponizing food and and that's why i was like a little like fuck should I not be watching Chernobyl? Because when we watched that show recently, oh I was God. like, holy shit. Now I feel like everything is radioactive. There's no way. Do you want me to close the window?
0: That one, yeah. Maybe that one, too. These motherfuckers, uh, it's been a very dry summer. And like the grass isn't really growing. And there's really nothing for this like team of, I don't yeah, I guess. There's really nothing for this team of um, fucking landscapers to do, so these boys come out, and they just—they still do. They'll—they'll they'll still hang out here for eight hours, mowing nothing. They just drive a mower across patches of dirt, they blow dirt around, blow fucking. Leave that open. It's—it's it's fine, babe. These, it's not picking anything. Anyway, yeah, these guys are going to be out there making noise for eight hours to prove why they should have a job. you were talking you were talking about chernobyl oh yeah it might have given you a brainworm
1: uh, It did give you, me a brain you have
0: health. to you have to go into you have to go into chernobyl knowing like this could give me a brainworm this could make me paranoid let me just slay that little paranoid bitch inside me before i even start watching this thing
1: yeah i mean basically <laughs> a million nuclear bombs went off yeah and filled the air and the water and everything and you just start to think about it, and you're like It's too, it's a lot to think about and it's, it could make you feel like nothing is safe. And I think what I've come to find is that affirming that you're safe is probably the best thing you can do for yourself.
0: Yeah. Don't you have a good one? You used to, you used to say something, you had like a go-to thing when you needed it more.
1: Oh yeah. And I still say it. What is it? Um, I, I guess I don't say it that often. Fucking... Fucking... Uh, uh.
0: <laughs> you gotta cough to get off. You gotta cough. <laughs> you.
1: Uh, no, in the infinity of life where I am right now, all is whole, per- all is whole, perfect, and complete. I am safe. That's like a Louise Hay thing.
0: In the infinity of life where I am right now, all is whole, perfect, and safe.
1: And complete, and I am safe. Mm. I mean, you can you can uh, adjust it however feels good for well, you, I'm sure.
0: I think it speaks to... like We were talking about this on one of our long walks the other day, like... Like, what is the Church of Chill? You know, mm-hmm. what is it about? And and like, I don't even. These weren't even my words. They just kind of came through me at the moment. But it's like, it's really like pulling people just in into the present moment. Because when when you're when you're really in the present moment and in your breath, like things are usually pretty safe and it's good. And we get torn in every fucking direction by so many things. And the Church of Chill is like that nice green pasture in a dark, scary fucking forest of life is the green pasture of just the present moment and gratitude. And it's all good. I'm chilling. My body can chill. I can, it's such a gift to be able to chill, to not be stuck in survival mode all the time. So that's what the church of chill is. Like we all have that in us. We all need it. Our bodies desperately need it. They desperately need us to tap into that. And there's a lot of drugs available, to mimic that feeling Mm -hmm. but to truly to reclaim that for yourself to reclaim the kingdom of chill that lies dormant inside of you it's a it's a it's a powerful thing like i think when people think of chill they think like oh whatever i'm just fucking off i don't care about anything it's like no i care about everything you know it makes me much more conscious it makes me um able to see things for what they are
1: well i think well the messages you can get from the most zoomed out places are it's okay Yeah. you know like it's so crazy like when i was like losing my goddamn mind and was like i'll do anything and i did a five gram mushroom trip like my big epiphany was like and my big mantra that was like downloaded was like it's okay mm. like even if it's not okay it's okay like it's okay it's, and, and to think that like you need to hear that you need to know that because you can get yourself. And then, of course, I went on a paranoid loop where I went to hell. And, you know, because I was like, I, I was testing it. I was like, but if it, is it okay if this, if this, if this, you know? And then eventually I, like, could get on a track where I, nothing was okay. Yeah. But, like, I was crying tears of beauty and joy, like, knowing it was okay. And then my mind was like, don't trust that. And, like, went deeper, deeper, deeper. And then I, like, created a hell realm for myself. Mm. But I still believe the message of, like, it's okay.
0: It is and yeah. and uh, at least in this country uh the profiteering and the corporatization of everything and that just uh we're we're a warmongering civilization that's what america is like we're we're warmongers so everything like when you say when you say that, that you know your food becomes weaponized everything is you know when everything's been corporatized and privatized and everything's part of this monopoly game nothing is safe in yeah. a way You know,
1: you know, when I was like, part of the reason I was like, yo, I need to chill on this dopamine is because like, maybe as a tourist or whatever, like, I, I get in a consumption loop of like, what do I need to buy? Like, Mm -hmm. I need to buy something I need to like looking on Etsy, like what thing will like complete my life, you know, and like realizing how or like looking at Trulia and being like, looking at houses we can't afford, like maybe one day we'll have this house and realizing like, Oh, I'm medicating in this way or like releasing dopamine. That's like shallow dopamine.
0: Yeah. And it's meant to pull you away from, uh, this
1: moment being okay. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Like I need this thing to arrive in the mail and then everything will be okay. Yeah.
0: I I mean, I think a lot of people would look at our life right now and be like, you guys are crazy. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like being nomadic, not like having your own place, not planning for the future and setting this up and setting that's like, uh, we're chill. And it's funny, the longer we do this, I think the more the people that are very close to us realize like, Oh man, y'all are onto something right now. You know, everything is fucking temporary. This whole life the, taking this form is temporary. You know, the, the idea of owning a house is ridiculous. It owns you, you know, the, the idea of owning anything it's, it's ridiculous. So it's not necessarily where our values are aligned. And for two people, to realize that and Mare, I would include Mare in that for three people to like, to realize and hold those values. Like it's going to guide us to, I think a more present and happy and chill existence. Yeah. And the art that comes out of that, I think is really profound. Cause I don't think a lot of people make that their highest intention and, um, try to align their life around that. I, I don't think there's a lot of art coming from that place of consciousness.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, it's kind of fun to like trust and let things flow and 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 not like we're not like resisting too hard it's like okay our rent went up fifteen hundred dollars a month we have no Clear idea where we. to get out of here we have no idea where we want to live your parents could use our help my mom could use our help like we're like okay let's go like serve our families and circle the wagons and like I think that we both know and our families know, like, this isn't our permanent state no. of being, you know, but this is, like, what's allowing us to focus on art and other things. And, and um, you know, I think my mom and your parents are going to, like, really look back, and we are, really look back finally on this time that we got, like, to be able to be together as, like, a multi-generational family household for this bit. You yeah, know? and
0: it feels much more natural than what we were doing. That's the bizarre thing.
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: and it's it's weird because i think that the way that uh, we've aligned our life is like it's not so much the question is like where do we want to live it's more how do we want to live and when we when we hold that as our highest intention everything just works out how do we want to live not not where do we want to live not what art are we trying to make how do we want to make it and then then you're, you're setting the stage for great things to happen i think you're saying like uh really good prayer for your life when you when you kind of switch it over to that and that's just a more zoomed out perspective and less uh productivity mindset capitalist mindset just more into the the creator and enjoyer of this experience
1: yeah and then i think that's like virgo's like kind of the last of more of the like personal signs you know where you like it's about the self and i think as we like move into libra it becomes more about the other and so you know if if during this time it's more about like personal growth and transformation sometimes i can like resist it be like why am i so self-focused and self-consumed it's like well now's the time to do that you might Mm. as well do it you might as well be part of whatever this moment is and is asking of you
0: Mm. you know you're not really self-consumed though i mean you're up here taking care of your mom We dropped everything on one day's notice. We dropped all of our plans and we said, oh, this is what's important in life. It's like Katie having a seizure. It's a very, uh, like my sister has epilepsy. And when, when, when she starts having seizures, whatever was going on, Isn't going on anymore, and this is uh, this is the situation's the boss. We are this is what we're dealing with now, and Katie needs us, and it doesn't matter what our plans were for the evening. Caitlin's having grand mal seizures. We need to rally around her and make sure she feels safe and welcomed back when she regains consciousness.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I like part of leaving the city was like I want to be more of service, like in certain ways, and I I thought it would mean like some grand gesture up in Peakskill or us starting some community something but it it's like in a microcosm and that's okay it's like just being able to respond to like where in your life it's asking for that kind of energy
0: you're tending to the part of the garden that you can touch and that you can plant
1: yeah and it's cool because then you get to grow your garden and they expand the garden and more people can be in your garden you know mm-hmm. yeah like like thinking of life like people are flowers and um, you water the flower and you're not concerned with if it blooms in front of you, you know that now there's a beautiful flower. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, like, cause sometimes like, especially in relationship and I felt this with exes or whatever, like you put so much work and energy into like a relationship or into a person and you want to just like water that person and, and without attachment though, mm. cause they're not your flower. They are a flower in this like garden of life yeah like they're not for you to pick um yeah and kill <laughs> they're for you to like grow like grow yeah. and f- and flourish and and be in an, a flower in this world You and, know. and the
0: way we smother and kill things is just by fucking our judgment and you know being resentful and judging people and you know thinking we know what's right and here's what someone should have done it's it's very revealing with this uh with With my running practice, like just going out there every day with no headphones or anything, just just going out there and running for at least a half hour motherfuckers will come into your consciousness and it'll test you. you know It's like where are you at with this where oh, are you, you haven't at-
1: talked to me really about that
0: yeah, like where are you at with this person? Where are you at with that person? How are you feeling about this relationship? Those things like little fucking Arguments from the past come up and like just all this stuff because it's it's your resistance to wanting to yeah like I like because I don't want to do that most of the time and I have resistance and then like what what my mind is trying to do is like oh it's their fault the reason you're fucking you're not experiencing joy on this run right now is because this person did this thing to you and fuck them and what are they up to now and this and all this fucking it it it, it stirs the cauldron. For sure. I don't
1: run long enough for the cauldron to get that. You scared. should, you, you really should.
0: Yeah, and it's not like, oh, I got a sprint. Not like it, just, just, it just getting out there and just like, you know, in our meditation practice can do that too. You know, you're trying to just sit there and silence and listen to your breath and like the fucking storm starts up and you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. But it's good. Like it, it's good reminders because like what I've realized over the past month, at least of being pretty hardcore about my training It's like, I don't really have like a lot of enemies out there, you know, like there's not a lot of, you know, my my mom called up stirring the pot the other day with some shit.
1: She's like, you want to know about an email I found? Oh my God.
0: She found, she found an email from
1: five years ago,
0: from five years ago.
1: Yeah. And she just started stirring the pot a little bit, Yeah, but it was okay. Right
0: yeah yeah totally she you know she found an email of i guess you wrote to your parents like hey accept sean and i for who we are like what the fuck you know we're good people don't you know like all that like we were in turmoil back then we were we were in turmoil with your parents with our partner with each other like it it, it was a mess and we were wiling out and i think it was probably the reason that your parents were worried about us is because of all that stuff and not necessarily like the the details of who we were with or what we were doing, you know,
1: yeah, there's just a lot more turmoil in general yeah
0: but uh, but it was good, like and it's and it's fine, and I told my mom and I told your mom, there's nothing that I won't talk about at any given time with any person, if they want to know something about me, even if it's it feels like touchy subject matter, it doesn't really matter to me i'll I'll talk about it, and I think that that has to do with me getting out there and running and processing things and realizing like I don't have any enemies I have no reason to be paranoid I have been very paranoid in the past and I've thought that I had good reason to be paranoid like when when uh, when people were after me when I first started making films and people were jealous and stuff and trying to take me down and shit like I could get so worked up
1: yeah paranoia just seems to breed more paranoia that's the problem Yeah, Like, I feel like there's a way that, like, you can be like, okay, I can acknowledge that someone might not like me or might have bad things to say, but, like, is it worth focusing on that and bringing more attention to your watering that flower of all flowers?
0: Yeah, it feels so stupid when you look back, you know, like you know how like on my haunches that i i got over like certain people fucking poking around at my sensitive areas and they were doing it on purpose because they knew like oh this is how i can take this guy down or do whatever but i don't know i just have come to a place now where i'm just like "Uh, it's just more of a reflection of where they were at than than anything that i did so like it's a way of releasing the shame and the guilt because the the holding on to the the shame and the guilt i felt for my part in any of those relationships is what fuels the cycle to just continue with no growth so yeah you just try to get to you just try to get to acceptance yeah, i just keep running until i get to the place of acceptance i try to
1: run faster than the voices they're just like trailing behind
0: i've gone on some torturous runs up here like you know in the wake of some really fucking gnarly shit in our personal life where it's just, it's it's a, a mind fuck torture chamber while I'm out there. And it's crazy because, like, if you had a camera on me, it would look exactly the same today as it did in those times, as it will in the future. Like, it's just me just moving my but body. But instead buddy. of being
1: like, here I go, it's like those motherfuckers. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, fuck her. Fuck him. No, and now it needs to be fucking... like,
1: this is the reward. <laughs>
0: well, yeah. Yeah, you you switch it over.
1: I feel I imagine an angel pushing at my back, a couple of them.
0: That's pretty good.
1: Sometimes. Yeah. And then I, this is such a weird saying, but I always go, "Light as a feather, quick as a bird." That's pretty good. <laughs> That's not even a saying, I don't think, but. Yeah. It's what helps me run. I'm like, I'm light as a feather, quick as a bird. Light as a feather, quick as a bird.
0: I think about just like how how special it is that I get to do this and that I'm not always going to be able to do it.
1: And yeah, now that I've been doing it more, I don't have to rely on those things as much anymore. Like I can literally just run and be running. Mm. But you need the little tricks, especially in the beginning. Mm-hmm. The yeah. little like... Yeah, but it's been nice to just like go out and run and... and not even have the temptation to stop because i used to just be like okay if i get to this point i can stop Mm -hmm. or if i get to that point i can stop or fuck it let's just stop and run or walk i did that the other day when i was running like kind of on my period still but i give that a pass
0: yeah yeah i i think i think what it does is it it just it makes you uh it it just makes me more prepared and resilient because there are people in my life like like my mom whether she knows it or not is like you know she's very fiery you know and she wants me to be as impassioned and fired up as her about something and she knows that the like there's a few things like the, the, her tools to get me there are not as sharp as they used to be she used to be able to just mention Donald Trump or this situation or that and I would just go there with her and but now she knows like uh, Maybe and this might not be a conscious thing, but like now she, she's like, oh, maybe i'll poke around and like, you know Ask them about some some people from their past and see if I can get them going and See if I can pull pull them basically into where I think she's at which is um, The anger part of it, but I, i've been there i've been there. I can't stay angry at people. It's- I can't do it the jokes on me
1: It's crazy. Do you feel like, because your mom, obviously there's parts of her that are angry. There's parts of her that are in denial. Like I'm just speaking about your mom in general right now. But like, it seems like she can hold all stages of grief at the same time. Well, we all do. Okay. Yeah. We
0: all do. And it's just like, that's the whole thing is like when something comes into your consciousness, kind of like, I don't know. I just use that framework to just see where I'm at 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 any given moment with any given thing when it pops into my consciousness.
1: Okay. So it's denial, anger, anger denial not denial denial anger anger bargaining. bargaining depression depression acceptance acceptance
0: yeah and and there's there's um there's a more nuanced one that has like seven layers to it and i don't know i'm not i'm not saying it's a you know infallible system or whatever but like for me it's actually really helped me because especially when you frame things as grief And and we're about to make a film about grief, and uh, I'm very excited about that because, like I was telling our cinematographer, Drew, who's going to shoot this one, um, especially men, I can't really speak for women as much, but like, so many men, almost every man that I know is caught in a a, a loop of grief and self-medication that I don't even think they're fully aware of, and the only reason I'm aware of it is because I did it for so long
1: why man? what's the grief
0: oh i just think we're not allowed to express ourselves or it's not as acceptable for us to express ourselves in the way that would help move you through those stages a little quicker so you stagnate yeah a like a bit. lot of times you, you'll be you like get proud of that level of stagnation you get proud of um that you you can grin and bear it and and that like that becomes part of the mask you're wearing of a personality
1: yeah Does like that make sense? yeah because a lot of times you'll be like you're not like, hey, Cass, like, it's probably nice that you can cry because I can't cry. It's not that you're saying I can't cry because you'll judge me and I'm scared of crying. It's like, it's almost so, like, you. it just doesn't no, come as naturally. Yeah,
0: it's blocked. It's know? not like
1: I'm preventing you from crying, right?
0: No, no, okay. not at all. Not at all. It's, it's um, centuries of people like you. No. <laughs> <laughs> no it, it, it's not you it's it's exactly what i'm saying it's that it's that thing that, that you know what what we think we have to do to be a man and what's echoed back to us by culture is like here's what you have to do to be a man and you get yourself a small sample size of like wow i got through that i fucking roughed it out i white knuckled through that and it becomes part of your personality that you're tough Right, and it's good. it's good to have those skills, but it's also good to have the vulnerability to to balance that out and I wish I could cry I wish I could cry um easier than I do when I cry, it's usually um we're on a psychedelic or I got taken off guard by a movie that was really effective that's that's usually it, you know, or I don't know sometimes like we were listening to Willie Nelson the other morning. What song? Oh, we listened to Willie Nelson singing that Leon Russell song, "A Song for You." Ooh, try not to cry. Listen to that one in the morning, first thing.
1: I'm cry just thinking about try it. To, yeah.
0: Oh my God. Yeah, that song. It's so. It's so beautiful. Cause we're alone now, and I'm singing this song for you. <laughs> <laughs> I could get you any given moment. I you know what it is. <laughs> and and it's it's good. It's cathartic that you're able to cry. Yeah. You're crying right now?
1: Yeah, no. Devin got me crying when he hypnotized me. Like it just yeah, it flows. But I did go a couple of years in my life where I didn't cry, which I remember being kinda of interesting. Yeah. Like in college and I like put on a hard shell.
0: It's tough. It's it's tough to um To try to get through life and and not have full access to the full spectrum of emotions. Because they're there for a reason. Mm -hmm. They're they're there as like little alarm bells and how to take control and kind of get behind the dials and, and make the adjustments you need to make to... To get more joy and more presence and more chill out of life.
1: Crying because something's so beautiful, like and that song, and just like reminding me of like l- what it means to love someone and and be in love and everything. Like crying like that is like my favorite type of cry, you know. Yeah. Like the psychedelic cry and like weeping at the beauty of it all. Yeah. Is probably like the best. Yeah. The best that that life has got to give <laughs> oh yeah in terms of crying at least
0: yeah yeah remember when we um when we used to take acid and try to do like long uh eye gazing
1: yeah wow that really
0: i don't know if i've ever really cried like that and, unpacks and a
1: lot of things and
0: and it's not uh it's not intellectual at all you're you're not like like when you're on enough acid and you're like ca- um, we take two tabs of acid and then like we're peeking and we're like yo no music, nothing. Let's just stare at each other as long as we can. <laughs> and we both just cry Melt. uncontrollably, but yeah. there's nothing you can pinpoint it to. Isn't well, that wild?
1: I mean, you're seeing so much in another person. You're seeing them age. You're seeing their innocence. You're seeing their, their whole life force. Yeah. 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 The, their insecurities. Their everything. You see it. See it all. And mm. then there's like this reflection is just like so... It's so beautiful.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I highly recommend that actually. We should do that more often.
1: Yeah, I was thinking maybe after this podcast we'll do it.
0: Oh, yeah. A little eye gazing. Well,
1: I'm all about optimization right now, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you I, really Devin's are. Devin's
1: got me hypnotized and all this stuff and I'm like, "All right, let's fucking do it."
0: It it it's it it, it helps. It helps. I think you've just increased your awareness. That that's all Devin's doing for you is Like like I did when I put my hands on your body and said you're fine, you're already healing. You gotta stop being uptight about your diet and stop, you know, weaponizing your food. Devin's doing that for consciousness. He's just giving you the permission slip to to fully embody who you really are.
1: Yeah, and making sure my subconscious is on board.
0: Well, that's what's running the show. Yeah, that's what's running the show. So if you can figure out how to uh, start adjusting those dials and you can really dial it in yeah oh my god yeah totally and it's it it really helps i think um in a consumerist culture that and that's what that's that's what we're born and bred from to have that we need permission slips i I think a lot of times people don't even realize that like i like i need it i i need it in order to step into like the next echelon of my art to the next echelon of being a, a genius of love to my girls mm-hmm. is is that that like permission slip and a lot of times it comes with um, a heavy dose of forgiveness for who you used to be and then starting that grieving process and just stepping into it and you'll just see like you don't have to do anything except hold that as the intention and it starts to just Play out in every aspect of your life.
1: Well, it's almost like you want to skip to the last stage of grief, even while you're in the other ones. Like when you're in the stage of an- anger, try to hold the acceptance also.
0: Yeah, that's a really hard thing to do, at least for me, because like every stage is so it's it's uh, the air that I breathe. Yeah, it's, it's all consuming. It is my environment. It's right. all consuming to the point where, if you told me um, during a bad breakup that we had with somebody five years ago that I was angry or that I was in denial. You're like, no, uh, she's uh, a beach. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It would, it would make no sense to me. And trust me, if wherever I am in the grieving process on things in my life, if you tried to convince me that I'm at that stage, I couldn't, I couldn't, convince you or myself that there even was another stage to get to right because it because you get so encrusted and just fucking down and stagnant and just like no this is what it is and it's good it's good for me because then I burn out all that 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 is and I got I remember during this breakup we're referencing I I would get concerned that you weren't doing that like you seemed just even keeled and it, and it concerned me I'm like there is emotions here going on? How come I'm not seeing them expressed in you? And they were expressing just in different ways, but not in the ways that I wanted validation.
1: Yeah. I, I grieve on a different time. I stay in the denial stage a lot longer. Is
0: that what it is? Like, cause cause sometimes as, as your partner, it seems like you're, you're, you're at the acceptance stage, like in two seconds, but maybe you're just in deep i think i'm in deep
1: denial and i think that it's acceptance Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah if
1: i think back to some of the breakups or some of the things that have happened in my life or moments where you kind of like where is it it's like i want to take the high road so i'm like yo i'm just accepting like but really like i'm denying because there are the stages of anger (coughs) and um bargaining and different things that just like, he, there's no sidestepping them. You no. know, you kind of got to go in and through them. Uh, well, and, yeah, there's no sidestepping. And also side-stepping. when you're holding up so much space and anger, like it doesn't look good to me. I'm Always. like, uh, whatever you're up to, I don't want any part of that. And, and
0: yeah, and he, <laughs> we never end up occupying the same stage of grief at the same time, which has been a blessing because a household where two people are angry doesn't well, function. And what's so
1: funny though is like, cause when you're angry, you get angry at me for not being as That's angry as you. That's what like, I'm saying. I'm like, see are you not through processing <laughs> this?
0: Are you not realizing how bad this person fucked us over? You know, like like the like I have I've mentioned it before on past podcasts, but if you're a new listener, like I had this a, a cinema, one of the first cinematographers I ever worked with was a a, a roommate of mine. And man, this motherfucker turned on me. I won't get into all the details. I've done it in the past, but man, he fucking turned on me in the craziest like I I could not believe that somebody had the capacity to become such a fucking evil villain and just came at me and it was just gloves off insanity and, uh, you know, I felt victim to it and anyone that could see what was going on saw that I was the victim of it and it was very validating in that way, like, oh, this person is melting down and making me the reason for it, and it's causing me extreme agita.
1: Mm-hmm. And he all did it because he thought you were the villain. So it's like when you think someone else is the villain and you try to defeat them, you become the villain yourself in yeah, a ways. yeah But, okay, go ahead. But,
0: the, I mean, the way I handled that was um, it, it's not like I wasn't going through the process and I wasn't going through the pain of, of all that. and It's really just like losing a friend, really, and the, it, like losing – a creative collaborator that I really enjoyed working with and that we made some cool things together and just losing that person and then not it's it's not like a regular breakup they're out there trying to prevent me from getting clients and stuff like it's just it's just such wild behavior to try to fuck with somebody like he was trying to cancel me before that was even a thing yeah and totally it, he and he was just just grasping for straws and and contacting people and he was he was so clearly out of control and manic and mentally and, unstable and mentally unstable and vicious and everyone could see that. But like, and, and that's what gave me solace It's just like, I don't really need to make a case against this guy publicly. I can actually just grieve this thing privately. And and the public facing version of me never mentioned his name, never talked about him. Just, just, just select delete. You know, that's not a thing. But my subconscious was still kind of going through this thing like, I don't know, I feel like if you have one enemy out there, you have a lot. And I don't want to have any enemies. I don't Uh want, I don't want to, I don't want that to remain an option for me. That's like, that's our uh, coming from a a warmongering country. That's our conditioning is like uh, identify the enemies and eviscerate them. And it's, but it's not who I am. Cause there's not enemies and he became an enemy for so long and he occupied that space in such a, a deep way for me that I was able to apply it then to this girl we dated and we had a great time with, and it didn't end well, but you know, it, it just, it, that continued the tradition. It's like, up, oh, see, this is what people do to me. This is what happens. And it kept me, uh, it kept me from growing.
1: Right. If so, if you don't go through all the stages of grief on something, it'll just transfer over to the next thing. I mean,
0: you're going through them, whether you like it or not. It's just, if you're not aware of it, I think you'll stagnate in one and think that's reality and it's not reality is acceptance. Reality is the present moment. And if you breathe and just take in the present moment, you're fine. You're good.
1: That's okay. It's okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's more than okay. Do you want to hit this? are you trying to get high sure you don't have to i don't want you to spike your dopamine or whatever
1: i already did it with this coffee oh shit! it's uh
0: it's always a pleasure talking to you and it's 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 very cute that we we it's not ready yet it's very cute that we go into these things uh not knowing If what we're going to say or if we have anything to say, we just hold ourselves to this practice. Hanging out. Just fucking hanging out. But it's good because it is the church of chill in a lot of ways. And I I feel like I can chill around. You give me the permission to do that. You give me the permission to be myself. And just like I'm saying about enemies, if I have an example of this in my life, I can apply it to everyone. And that's a very positive thing, you know everyone is Cass. You know, you, you've you come to represent something very wholesome and real and loving and um, unconditional loving and forgiving and dynamic um, that I think now I can see in other people because I see it in you and you've allowed to, me to see it in myself. And that's, a, that's just a, a, a much better way for me to see the world. And I think that Like I was saying before, our art will reflect that. And I think that's coming from an angle that not a lot of people are coming from. And I think it's what we need right now coming from a warmongering society is like, how do you begin to, um, have a revolution, a personal revolution? And, uh, it's not all glitz and glam. A lot of times a personal revolution is this kind of stuff. It's, I got to exercise every day. I can't, and the little bitch in me that wants to make excuses as to why not has to go.
1: Yeah. And like mindfully taking stock of things. Yeah. In an unfiltered or, mm-hmm. but yeah, thanks baby. Uh, everything I like about myself, I can attribute to you. So
0: oh, I don't know about that. I feel it. You were such a sweetie puff before I met you. I met you as a sweetie puff. You were a little rough around the edges. When I first met you, you were like, I'm never going to fall in love again. I'm not doing relationships. It's not worth it. And now yeah. you're the queen. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: Sometimes and, and, I'm, and why did you do that because you had had your heart broken and you were grieving and you were in uh, uh the depression part of it you know that's uh, that that's that you were in the depression part of having your heart broken as a young lady
1: or maybe the bargaining like
0: yeah that might be bargaining
1: bargaining like yeah boyfriends men they're too much work and i'm not wrong they You're are not t- they are too much work mm-hmm. and um but it's worth it. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, But I, I would say to like any woman that cares about hearing it from me, like men aren't what you might think they are. And, and there's no like gross generalization that is going to, Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't that, mean it, to do
1: a gross generalization.
0: No, 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 no. But I'm just saying like, in, it just, there really isn't any way to box in a gender.
1: No, definitely. It's, not.
0: A, it's just, it's so ridiculous when, when, uh,
1: I think really like Bill Burr had this Wonderful thing Like his His comedy special At Red Rocks Was pretty funny Cause yeah, he He kind of talks Shit on women And like Just looks at like He's like Look at men And lesbians Like well he does the joke a lot better but it's pretty much like this like look is like because you have to deal with feminine energy all the time like women who are dating a woman like it's exhausting you know men who are dating a woman it's exhausting like it's definitely a gross generalization but it was just kind of a funny from a masculine perspective to like say like Mm. you know gay men look like they're having a great time you know what they don't have women
0: (laughs) (laughs) well it's true because i feel like um I feel like what in introducing women even if they're not a sexual partner if as a man introducing women into a situation um it it triggers like something deep in our DNA and it's accountability really like like women are around okay I'm, I'm a man I need I need to be accountable I need to um hold great space I need to provide you know like just certain things I think come online when women are around and I think that's why that's why we love boys clubs so much. That's why men like, you know, just Saturdays are for the boys. All the cliche fucking stuff. That's all true. Yeah. It's because that's a safe space away from the accountability. Right. You know, the people we need to provide for, the people we need to take good care of, the, te- the people we need to be on our best emotional behavior for.
1: Yeah. You're,
0: you're away from all that.
1: And it's so funny because life has gotten so, like, it's kind of so beautiful, like, the gender bending of, like, even just roles, gender bending of roles, you know. Now women, like, they need Girls' Night because it's, like, they have to be responsible for the men, you know. It's, like, this whole.
0: What's Girls' Night all about? What goes what goes on when the girls get around each other?
1: I haven't done a, I don't know.
0: When the when the boys get around each other, it, be, it gets very. It gets silly. It gets silly. But it silly. gets silly
1: when it's just the girls together. I mean, but it could also get, like, very deep. Mm-hmm. Like, I have very deep but also funny um it's an, it's interesting this it tracks everything mm. you can't box it in
0: no no you can't you can't and 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 we all need it we all need our uh our segregated time and and it, you know just to go back to the boys or go back to the girls for a second just whatever whoever your tribe is whoever your people are just go back to them recharge realize what it's all about and then like I'm better I'm better for you and with you when I've had some boys time
1: Yeah, and I think what well, you've always said to me like because i'm like sean are you gay like, you know You always want to just ask your partner those questions Um <laughs> No, but I wish no, but you've always like reaffirmed you your, wish yeah, right I know you've always reaffirmed your attraction to women and just been like There's so there's so much more there to you To you, there's so much more there because there's a lot you don't understand So there's like a depth of mystery that yeah. you really appreciate about women that like feels like a puzzle worth figuring out. So that's yeah. like kind of fuels your attraction to women because you're like this like mysterious puzzle that you want to work with. Yeah. Whereas to you, men are more simple, which isn't like a gross well, there's nothing for me
0: to figure out. I, I mean, I, I am one, Yeah. you know, there's nothing for me to figure out. I, I contain all that. And like, like I'm saying with, with women, it's a little different. It's, it's a lot different.
1: Yeah, and it can fuel your attraction, and and that's where I think it, it different people are attracted to different things. Some people are attracted to something that they already know well and understand, and that fuel fuels the attraction. Mm. Or people are attracted, to, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. Anyway, we're getting in the weeds. It's been fun.
0: It's been good. Um, damn, this flew by again. It's I I don't think it's the sound of it. I think just whatever this is, this battery. Yeah. That's the sound of our vaporizer. If you're just listening to us and you hear that sound, that's when we're getting high.
1: <laughs> getting high. Getting by.
0: Um, our Discord community has been popping off. It's been awesome. You got the book club and the art group, and we have the, the Church of Chill in there. People are always posting music. You just put up a new channel for people to post like videos of themselves performing originals or covers.
1: Yeah, covers and originals. Yeah,
0: I think I might start doing a film club in there that I think we could we- meet once a week um, and just the whole community watch a movie Yeah, and bring I've, our thoughts together.
1: It's such a campfire. There's like, there's a time where book club's more popping off. There's a time where art club's more popping off. It's like bring whatever you want and whatever you have to offer and see who grabs onto that kind uh, of because i think a lot of people are in a similar wave at a similar time which is nice about things
0: yeah and I, I think we're heading into that season where we we just need each other a little bit more because the the in-person hangs aren't as easy when it starts getting cold out
1: yeah the love affair with the sun is taking us is starting to slow down and... yeah
0: yeah exactly exactly so um Lots going on in the Discord. If you want to join the community, go to patreon.com slash Chill. There's lots of other stuff there. There's like countless uh, bonus podcasts. I think our best podcasts are on there, you know, because we'll do one here, and then we're like, all right, let's stop being so fucking serious, and we'll get on there and just have a really good time. Like, I, all of our podcasts are on there are really good. The Boys Club, my, my, the secret podcast I do with Joey is on there, Boys Club. and um, Church of Chill. 150-something episodes of Church of Chill. It's just uh, good music for tripping and for road trips and for psychedelic trips. Uh, is there anything else we want to talk about? Watch our movie, American Sunset. Um, if you made it this far into this podcast and you haven't seen that, which I think is very few people, but if you if you haven't yet seen American Sunset, it's such a gem. It's my favorite thing we've made. It hasn't gotten a ton of uh, viral, it, uh, you know, attention, but check it out. And if you dig it, we're send it to it. This, We're very proud of it. If you dig it, send it to a friend. I really do think it's like a, as much as any of our films, if not more. Just the Church of Chill encapsulated as a movie. Just the way we see things, the way we see this country, um, our belief in humanity, and our belief in mushrooms, and all of that stuff. It's all on full display in that movie. It's it's a very proud work for me. I really, it. Uh, I'm so glad we did that. I'm so glad we made that movie. We should do uh, maybe a little director's commentary, director producer commentary.
1: Sure.
0: For the uh for the Patreon, maybe we could get Drew too. Maybe we like me, you, and Drew sit down. That'd be fun. Yeah. Cool. All cool. right. Well, join us. Patreon.com/slash Church of Chill. Thanks for joining us again. Peace, love, and magic. Shh.